Anthony. Yep. Loves it, I guess, as he does. All right, we're live. Catfish Weekly is brought to you by Whisker Wear Apparel. Get your catfish on www.whiskerwearapparel.com. Now, here are your hosts, Lyle Stokes, Chris Wallace, and Chuck Davidson. All righty. Welcome, everybody. Catfish Weekly 55, I believe, is our episode now. Tonight, we're talking about a uh, few things, but uh, the main topic, I guess, we're just gonna it's gonna be uh, mental games. I guess do you play them jokingly, you know, serious, uh, all that kind of stuff. Plus, we got some other uh, rants and raves that we're gonna talk about, other kind of stuff that just needs discussing. Um, but uh, basically, uh, the the mental games, Chuck. Do you uh, do you partake in any mental games with friends or? Uh, you know, even your your tough competition out there on the bodies of water during tournaments, anything like that. You know, pre, you know, pre mental games, anything at all. Um, you know, I I use Leanne. Um, uh, you know, she she always kids around with everybody, saying this girl is gonna kick y'all's butt today and everything. And I I think that's about all I need there. <laughs> because they, you know, um. Uh, you know, they always say, "Yeah, probably so." You know, and if if we end up winning, that's uh, that's just something that uh, you know, she messes with their heads about. So, um, no, but you know, I've I've read a lot of stories and articles, uh, especially how you know Kevin Van Dam and you know these guys, um, you know, go up to go up to each other before tournaments and um, you know say little. Mental phrases that um, you know might may just be enough to uh, you know have the guys not concentrate their fullest uh, and not be on their game, but um, you know it, it could I could see it really work in their favor if 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 they did it. I hadn't been fishing enough tournaments or big enough tournaments to uh, you know to really have to try anything like that yet. But you know when we're out. Um, you know, play fishing as friends, or we have little mock tournaments where three or four boats will go out, and we'll just, um, you know, just have little tournaments. Yeah, we mess with each other, but, um, you know, I haven't got into it too much. So you're not real big into it, you know, just a little bit on the play side with one or two people maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it, it, it's, it's, it's usually not the people that you're really competing against the most that you, that you hope you beat the most. It's, you know, usually with, with your, your closest friends that you fish with, the ones that, um, you know, I can mess with the most. Okay. You know, the, all these uh, big, big bass anglers, you know, they – they go up, you know, if somebody's back, you know, this one article I read, I think Van Dam was, you know, back in sixth or seventh place, and um, he went up to the the guy that was in first after one day of fishing, and he told him, he said, uh, 
don't you slip up today. It's just going to take one little slip, and I'm going to be right by you. And, um, you know, it, it really it really seemed to have helped Van Damme, I believe, because, you know, that guy was worried all day. He knew uh, Van Damme was right on his heels, even though he wasn't in second or third place. He was close enough to where um, he was going to be on him. So I could see it working, though. Yeah, Ron, Ron Streeter in chat said, you know, if somebody calls and asks him how he's doing, if he's got a limit or whatever, he said it don't matter who calls. He's always got a limit. Probably always got a real decent one in the boat, too, if not more than one. But let me ask you this, Chuck. Now, I know you say you don't partake in it much or whatever. Do you think that by by doing it and that there is a, a correct way of doing it that really can help you in a tournament situation? Um, yeah, I, I, I think there is, you know. Um, you know, I've, I've seen guys, uh, you know, talk about, like, like, the direction they're heading from the boat launch, you know, and stuff like that, and you know, one one guy be you know th this will be why they're launching and uh, this one bass guy you know he he started going up river one way and the one guy yelled at him and said uh, it looks like you're making your first mistake of the day and then uh, <laughs> you know and it, he they said he went on out about 300 yards and he turned and and went on up you know because then I guess that got him thinking you know and then. Um, you know, and then the 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 way he was going to go is where most of the fish were caught that day. So, um, and that and that's part of it. You know, even even as little as saying I'm going to go upriver, and you know you're going downriver. That's that's a mental game. Yeah. I mean, you, 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 right right there, you've got just two decisions. You know, you're going to make. You know, if, if you've pre-fished or not. Do I go upriver or downriver? And and that, that right there's uh, you know playing with your head already. Uh, because whichever way you turn, that's already taking time off the clock. Um, you know, and and then by somebody messing with you and saying you're making the wrong decision right off the bat, um, you know, that just makes it harder on you right there. Just mental games. Especially if you're already, you know, there's there's people who come <laughs> into a tournament and they're not very um, sure exactly. They don't have a game plan set out, and they and they don't, or they don't even have the the uh, I guess the uh, the willpower or the determination or whatever you'd want to call it to where I guess the the learning lessons of life that you go into a tournament with a game plan and you stick to it pretty much uh, you have you should have a couple plans and and no matter what you should be able to go to one of those plans and if they don't have that they're the kind of people that by doing th little things like that might really be swayed into uh, making bad decisions or you know. You know, into into really messing with their head in in, in the mental game. That's right. But uh, I see we got we got quite a few people online. Um, <laughs> you know, we're, right now while we're talking about the the uh, the mental games, you know, post up if you do something or you know somebody does something or whatever, post it up. Let's hear about what what you think might work for you or uh, doesn't work for you. Ron says he always has one over 30 inches. Or he says he ha he always has one over 30. And then he says uh, 
they don't have to know pounds. He says over inches. They don't have to know pounds. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, Tim. Tim says that he, Doc says he's going to put a uh, banana minions in his friend's boats this year. <laughs> but uh, Lyle, what what say you on on the scenario? Do you do any mental games? Do you partake in any of that for for tournaments or with your friends or? Well, friends? you know, if if you guys have ever been around this group that I fish with at St. Louis, you would have to understand that that is part of the deal. Uh, if you get Jason Mathena and Jason Jackson and Ryan Casey and these guys, you know, my God, they'll wear you out. Rust DeVore comes up and fishes with us, and, and once in a while we'll get Jeff Dodd and some of them guys, and, I mean, they are on somebody about something all the time. And it's just a fun thing, and, you know, nobody means anything bad about it, but, um, yeah, we, <laughs> we kind of do, and uh, it's nothing serious, and everybody knows it's a – it's a lot of fun, and uh, I've been known to put a St. Louis Cardinal license plate on a guy's truck from Indiana, you know, just, but whether it sank his boat or not, I don't know, but he did sink a boat that weekend. <laughs> but, you know, we, we, we have a really good time. There's just an outstanding group of people that come and fish down there with us, and, and uh, we go all over the place messing with people, and then, you know, a lot of times... Uh, uh, they're messing with me worse than I am them, and that's all cool because we're all having a good time doing it. So, uh, yeah, we do a lot of it. But uh, when push comes to shove, there's uh, several people that, that I know will tell me the straight stuff, especially on bait things and stuff like that, you know, depths they're finding fish at or something like that when we sit down and be serious. And and I won't tell them a lie, and then I believe that they will tell me the, strength, the same thing. And, uh, you know, and, and it's, sometimes it's very helpful if they're catching fish at 10 or 15 feet, and I've been catching mine at 30 or 40. Uh, if tournament day my fish aren't there or theirs aren't there, you could try what the other guy says he's been had working for him and go from there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, one, one, just one small mistake um, that you are in doing something you wouldn't typically do. If somebody could convince you to do that and, and stray away from what you would do naturally, that that could make or break your day. Um, Absolutely. Especially first thing in the morning when you know you've got that morning bite, um, which, which is usually when when people try to go ahead and get their lamid in the boat. Um, you know, if somebody could sway you away from um, what, what from what you know and where you're going to go uh, to get that lamid. Um, or, or persuade your way of thinking on uh, what depth to try, or anything like that. Um, <coughs> it, it, it could it could turn out very positive for them. So especially uh, if they think you got a shot at, at placing. Yeah, for sure. So again, I guess I'll pose the question to you, Lyle. Do you think that? that I guess the guys that do it, I guess even jokingly or even as more of a real, um, I guess a, a mind bender, you know, really mind messer with her, I guess, to uh, uh, get people off their games. Do you think it actually works and helps them, them, you know, basically out, out and out, 
um, you know what I'm saying, outwit or... Well, you know, I'm sure that there is people that that, that does affect. Um, it doesn't me because when I go into a tournament, um, I have my plan that I'm going to do. We've talked about it, and my mind's made up when I get there, uh, and that's the way it's going to be in the rain, sleet, or snow. We're going to go to that spot. We're going to fish that area, and, and if we're wrong, we'll make adjustments from that point on. I don't care what they tell me at at the launch or before at the pre-meeting or anything like that. Uh, you know, like I say, there is a few guys that I will listen to about different things, especially when it comes to bait or depth they're catching fish or water temperatures and things like that, But or what kind of bait they're biting on. There's some people that I know will tell me the truth, or I feel like they will every time, and there's others that I can't believe a word comes out of their mouth, and that just kind of blows off. You know, it's a fun thing, but uh, when I when I hit that water, uh, the day of the tournament, I, I have my mind made up, and they're not going to say anything that's going to make me veer from that until at least uh, I give everything a, a, a running shot. And then if I've made a mistake, we'll make adjustments and go from there. John Nordyke in chat says he likes to walk up to boats getting ready to launch and ask them, your, trans your transducer always hang like that? Yeah. And then uh, I think he said... Uh, he, he'll look at their, their rigs or whatever on their poles and say, you know, aren't you supposed to snell a circle hook from the opposite direction? Bob's a hoot, isn't he? Yeah. Um, let's see. There, yeah, that's... Uh, you, you're going to have to figure guys out. Um, there's going to be guys that you're... You don't know whether or not they're telling you the truth or feeding you a bunch of crap. I, my opinion is, uh, and, and we've talked about this plenty of times, and 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 uh, the the um, the having a plan and sticking to it, it, it's it is so important. You know, having a couple plans. Like I said, you know, having a couple plans. You know, your 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 main plan, having a backup plan, um, being being. Mentally prepared for a tournament is is more than what you might ever think. Just because of if you're not if you're not mentally focused in there and prepared with a plan, um, like we're talking about here, guys saying the random things that are going to trigger in your head, making you think that okay, well I'm not set in stone, so maybe I should do this or maybe I should do that, and that's exactly what they wanted you to do uh, is to sit there and question yourself. You know, you're going to be looking around for uh, a place to fish or, or just thinking about which way to go or, or whatever it is to where you're not confident in what you're doing. Um, I'll, I'll say this, that I, I, I like to play around. I like to uh, uh, post pictures up before a tournament or whatever with, with some of my inside, you know, group of guys, and I'll, you know, I'll tell them, you know, oh, we're, we're on them, you know, or whatever, and we're tearing them up or, you know, like uh, Streeter says, you know, if they call... It depends on the people, really, for me. I mean, some people I'm going to be like, oh, man, I ain't doing nothing. You know, I ain't got a fish in the boat yet. Or others I'll be like, you know, oh, you know, I got one over 30, and, you know, we're throwing 20s back. And, you know, I mean, it's very and, – and, and you know, as far as the you – know, what direction I'm going and stuff, I, I might tell you I'm going one way and really be going the other. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm very – I guess if if I don't know you real well and it's not and you know I'm not 
you know, I'll probably tell you the, close to the truth or, or not, not everything. Nobody's going to give you everything of what they're doing. I mean, why should they? Right. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to straight out give you bad information either. I'm not going to send you in a, in a wild goose chase or anything like that if I don't know you. If, if I know you, you should probably know better than to trust what I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Chris, here's something, too. Um, you know, I know most all of us, and, and, and I feel like everybody has a cell phone these days. And a lot of times we'll get a lot of phone calls from people shooting the breeze and, and uh you know, how you doing? You got any fish? We got this. We got that. Um, I will I will say this. If I don't answer your call and I don't return it in a reasonable amount of time, be very afraid when we get to that weigh-in. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the – when you're sitting out on the boat and, and you have good fish in, in your live well, it's, it's really hard – Ron yeah. says. Ron says he he tells them to follow me. I've been on them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a pretty neat trick right there. Yeah, tell them, yeah, tell them to follow somebody that's not <laughs> that's not on them. I, you know, Ron Ron is probably poking at me. You know, but you know, I, I, he he could probably tell somebody to follow me, and they ain't gonna do all that great. But you know, I'm I'm there. You know, I'm not way down at the bottom of the list most of the time. I'm I'm learning every. <laughs> every year and and uh so he might want to watch out by doing that coming up you know from years to you know as years go on cuz they might be following me to where the fish are and <laughs> you know he he'll be sitting back there wondering where they're at one one of these years yeah you never know i mean it can happen and i want to tell you something with the class of fishermen that we have at these not only local tournaments but these bigger events like we go to down in Owensboro and uh, New Madrid and wherever else anybody would go to these, these big events, um, there is a class of people here that any one of the people entered in that tournament could win it on any given day. Yeah. I believe that. Jason says, never trust FUD, tournament or not. <laughs> and Vince said you can't trust Fudge. Probably talking in his sleep. <laughs> I could be talking in my sleep. You never know. I haven't heard about you talking in your sleep, but I have been mentioned to about your snoring. Oh, I, I'll talk in my sleep. I snore. I I stop breathing for for long periods of time and come back to life. <laughs> but, is that uh, is that um, a, a something that just happens, or somebody stuffing a sock in your mouth to keep you from snoring? That hadn't happened yet, but I've I've been threatened when I woke up. <laughs> but I I will tell you that this this Wednesday I'm going for my sleep study. I'm probably going to have a friggin' CPAP machine, so you know I guess I'll be healthier and not snore as much, or you won't hear me because I'll have a Darth Vader mask on my face while I'm sleeping. Mm. Uh, Josh asked how we did on tournament Saturday, uh, third place. Um, Team Robbins, uh, and I think it's Petrowski. Team Robbins got first place. Petrowski got second. We got third. Uh, Robbins actually went to the exact spot that we were going to, and they beat us there by maybe two, two or three minutes. Uh, their boat just did just a little bit faster than ours, and we went about 25 miles from the boat ramp. And and uh, as we were pulling around the corner, we seen them pulling up on the spot, and I was like, man. There was there was only two boats ahead of us at that point, and I thought, well, you know, we got a pretty good shot. They aren't going to our spot, but 
Sure enough, and then come to find out, he said they caught every single fish in that one spot. They they sat there all day long and just tore them up. Cool. And uh, but yeah, Robin's they're very you know he uh, talking to him afterwards. He was an awesome guy. I love I, I really like talking to to him, and he seemed uh, very uh, genuine and and loved catfishing and and just a good guy all around. Um, you know, we did we did start on some new regulations and things for the for the Indiana Catfish Association with uh, following the Kentucky regulations of the 35 inch rule. Um, so we did that, and that actually came into play out there. So it's it's good to see that you know there's, that's a good stretch river. It's always been a good stretch river, um, and and I've talked about it before. And I and I'll tell you right now, keeping on the topic of uh, um the mind games and stuff. You know, I played a little bit of mind games with a couple of the guys that were in the tournaments. They're in my you know close clique that knew me and everything. I was in. You know, I, he busted me on one because I had leaves in the background. He was like, man, those leaves sure do come in pretty fast down there. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, you friggin' nailed me on it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly have always struggled, and I've said that on the show before, wintertime catfishing. I'm starting to pick up some things on it. So I was kind of proud of getting third place, and especially... Um, you know, catching fish. We caught 11 fish, so we were catching fish. I, I know what some of my mistakes were. Uh, I kind of went into it with my mindset on one specific thing to do, and I did that, and I think that might have cost me catching bigger fish. Um, you know, also changing a rig up. I want to start using some different rigs and, and get familiar with them so that way they're always in my arsenal. Uh, so I think I'm going to be switching to them and using them for a certain uh certain amount of time this year so that way that you know they're there you know I always will feel comfortable if I want to use them at any point um yeah there some of the big fish that were weighed in there was actually a 55 and a 53 that were both weighed in from the first and second place team uh both of those basically beat our total total weight but then they also each had a like a 38 and a 32 or a 36 or something. So uh, it was 131 pounds for first place, 121 or 122 for second, and then we were in third with like 35.7, uh, and then fourth place fourth place was just like five pounds, and then there was five boats that didn't weigh in fish. Um, I talked about a little bit about the new rule with the ICA doing the, uh, and I'll go ahead and mention it now since there are some people that, that might be interested in fishing it. Uh, so it's a rule that I got voted in this year. Um, instead of the $25 membership fee that is normally charged to fish any points series tournament in the ICA, uh, you can now pay $10 and become a, a one-day trial member, and your points will not be kept. Um and you will, if you were to get into the money, 10% of your winnings would be st would stay into the club, an extra 10% of the winnings. So uh, it can get you into, like, say, you and a partner are not members, and you're just going to fish one or two tournaments that are close by, instead of having to, to spend $50, um, you know, extra to get into a tournament. You know, you can just spend 20 bucks, and both of you guys can become a one-day trial membership, uh, and get into it and fish it. And if you don't do so well, you know. So be it. If you do, you only get an extra 10%. So 
you win 600 bucks, say you'll get 60 bucks of that taken out of it. So, and that just uh, we're wanting to try to get more people into the club and and fishing the the tournaments and things. And and I thought that was a good idea. And there were a couple people there that that seemed pretty interested in doing something like that. So I'm glad that I got the feedback I did there. Um, but yeah, I know that uh, you know we're gonna go off on on. We're hitting about the halfway mark. I'm going to go ahead and do the uh, angler spotlight. People have been posting on Catfish Weekly's Facebook page. Uh, so here is five names of people that we're going to thank again for posting on our page. Uh, John Hutch Hutchinson, uh, Brown Catfishing, he constantly posts on our page. And, and I really, you know, I thank you very much because he posts not only, uh, you know, one same thing all the time or anything. He posts new content on there a lot. So, Thank you very much, Brown Catfishing, uh, for posting on our page as much as you do. Uh, Josh Thompson, Donald Smith, and Frank Stanley. So thanks to all of you guys for posting on the Catfish Weekly page. We really do appreciate it. Um, I will go ahead and I know Lyle's got some things he wants to talk about. You guys got anything else on on uh, mental games? Well. I, the, the thing is, you do catfishing, whether it be uh, everyday fishing or or fun fishing or, or tournament fishing, you're there to have a good time. So if somebody's, you know, if Jason Jackson comes up to me and starts in on me before a tournament, I'm back on him, or Jason Mathena or, or any of them guys. I mean, it's a fun thing to do. It makes it more interesting. You never know. They might want to make a little wager on it. There's no telling. The places that I fish, what's going to happen? We enjoy each other's company. We have a great time, and that's what catfishing's all about. Yeah. Yeah. The the people it would bother the most is you know if it's like a two day tournament, and um, you know the the people that's um, already up, you know, um, were, were they in a better chance of getting in the money? Uh, the the people. That are able to mess with the with the guys that are already up is would be the funnest part to me. Um, you know, trying to play a mental game on them to you know to make them make one little mistake so you'll have a chance catching them, and that seems like the ones that you could get too easier. Um, you know, day one or a one day tournament wouldn't be that bad, but you know, some somebody that's you know. Looks like they're in the money already, but they still got that one day to go. That would be, you know, say a couple little things to them to, you know, make them lose that grip. John, John said, "Are we sure? Are we really sure? Cat fishermen have that much mental to work with in the first place?" <laughs> That's my buddy John. I remember this guy's making these cracking these jokes as a guy that put a hundred five pounder in a boat not very long ago. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Ron says if he wants to learn about any of my secrets, he'll be talking about not at the Indy Boat Sport and Travel Show. I don't think so because I'm going to be there most of the time, Ron. <laughs> and plus, I don't know if I even have any secrets. <laughs> I got a few. I got a few secrets. I keep a few of them in there. <laughs> but uh, I, I, one other thing I'm going to talk about before we get going too is uh, Greg Aaron posted or he paid for. This advertisement on the Catfish Weekly page, you might 
have noticed it. I made the graphic for it. It's, it's real standout. It says, help the Bay Catfish Advocate. Save the blue and flathead catfish. Click here. That's going to take you to the, uh, um, the page where you can sign up and fill out what you need to, you know, be telling them about them get trying to basically exterminate the flathead and the blues and that river being an invasive species, uh, all that stuff. So uh, we really need everybody to click on that link, go there, fill out that survey or whatever it is that you that you need to do and 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 basically help support that. And uh, going beyond one step further, you know, I, I heard about, and I'm not sure if this is that area or not, but I, I want to say it is that the tournament they're going to have a tournament or something. Have you guys, either of you heard about this, the tournament they're having where, um, at the place where they're trying to exterminate these fish and they're, and they're talking about trying to have a, uh, uh, tournament, I guess, where you can bring them in by, by car, truck, or wherever you want and, and trying to get, like, a state record on a large trophy fish or something. I mean, they're really trying to exterminate the trophy fish and they're talking about having a tournament or something. Uh, with just about any means necessary, but no chumming, which makes no sense. Yeah, I and haven't heard about that, and I, I hate to hear it. I mean, if we so get some more information about this, I, I would like to see somebody host some sort of, uh, um, uh, I guess, a, I mean, I'm, I'm blanking on the word, but a protest, yeah, protest, a, you know, show up, protest it, you know. I would think that if I was close, I'd be there protesting that hard. I'd, I'd get as many people as I could there to protest it Absolutely. During, during the event. Absolutely. Yeah, I wish I wasn't so far away. I, I think that that area and that community, the Potomac River Monster Cat guys and everybody out there, Vince, uh, he does a wonderful effort to try to make people aware of this, as, as well as Joe and Aaron and all them guys and Greg. Uh, you race ditchers another one. He's on this. You guys got to stay after it. I mean, there's only a certain amount of you out there that care enough about that to do this. And the rest of us, thank you for what you're doing. And you people that haven't clicked on that or went to this advocates website and and filled out this paperwork, people, it just takes a few minutes of your time, and it is the most worthwhile thing at this particular time that you can do for the sport of catfish. And please. Click on that uh, that thing that Chris put up there. Go there, fill out the stuff. It doesn't matter if you're from the state of Maryland or West Virginia or not. If you think that there's ever a chance that you would like to go out and fish some of the best fishing there is in the United States, let them know that you want to go out there and you do not want those fish uh, gotten rid of. You know, there's there's only a few places in the in the world that's got fish like that. We we don't need to lose any of them. Yeah, Joe Sandbauer says a three-fish tourney held by Maryland DNR. All fish under 30 pounds are going to be eaten, and 30 and over are going to be killed for research. He said he will be there. That's crazy. Just absolutely crazy. Yeah, and they're talking. They said chum is an invasive. John said chum is an invasive species. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get John on the show one of these days. Yeah, he's a very well, so Lyle, uh, I know you have a few things that you want to yeah. get off your chest. I've been saving up. I've been kind of going back all day on some of this stuff, and and uh, I know some of you guys uh, probably kind of tired of hearing some of this stuff, but I got to go through it anyhow. We got a message from a gentleman, Jesse Bookings, here a while back about the statements that we had made on 
on hand fishing or noodling or however you want to you want to say it. And uh, I, from what I was told and we've read that uh, I, I feel like the majority of this was directed to me. And anything that I have said about hand fishing or noodling or any objections that I have made against it is made due to research done by the Reserve Conservation Department. When I tell you that them fish does not go back to that nest and that fry will never produce, it's because it's a proven fact. If I tell you that you take a female off of there and it goes back and then it leaves, that's because that's what they have discovered has happened. You guys can say whatever you want to. Hand fishing is one of the most detrimental things to the sport of catfishing with the exception of annihilation like they have in Maryland and on the Potomac River or commercial fishing. They, it is devastating the population. I'm sorry if you don't like it. That's the way it is. The research and the, the stuff is on Missouri Department of Conservation website. They tried it for three years, throwed it out. Unbelievable results of how many small fish was lost, how many big fish didn't go back to the nest, and the, it was a dramatic downfall in flathead catfishing over a period of three years. So it's public knowledge. It's public record. You guys can say what you want. It's devastating to catfishing. Now, enough of that. I got up this morning and I got online and read a article that was put online. It come from the Columbia Tribune, one of the premier newspapers in the state of Missouri. <clears throat> and I'm going to go through this with you and I'm going to stop on a couple of things and go through some stuff. But the Missouri legislators recently filed nine bills that if passed would affect the Missouri Department of Conservation funding and operation and overall state economy. Now that's the first paragraph and they're telling you that if some of these these bills pass that it's going to affect the overall state economy. The overall state economy. So why are we talking about this? Well. Since initiated, filing representative Craig Redmond withdrew his bill, the HJR 8, which proposed the repeal of the one-eighth uh, cent uh, conservation sales tax. It was voted in 1976. Now, we're talking about one-eighth of one percent. One-eighth of one percent. That's very, very little bit of money. Uh, the other eight bills filed by representative uh, Brian Spencer, the HJR 27 and 28, would reduce the conservation sales tax from one eighth to one sixteenth and place a 10 year sunset on the tax. Now, one eighth to one sixteenth. One eighth is nothing to start with. You reduce it to one sixteenth. What are these people going to have to work with? I mean, think of it. Dude, what do you get? Do you put your shoes on when you get up in the morning? How did you get this position? This is crazy. Now, before we go any further, I sent emails and phone calls to every one of these people that we're talking about tonight. I got no response from any one of them. I invited them to the show. I invited them to get in the chat. I invited them to be a part of what I was going to be talking about, and I told them what I was going to be talking about. The next gentleman, Senator Brian Munslinger, he filed a couple of bills that would eliminate hunting and fishing, trapping permit fees, modified uh, conservation commission and stuff that has to do with captive deer and different things. Now, 
I will tell you that I called his office because his email didn't work. And he has a lady by the name of Candace that answered the phone and is the most knowledgeable, most professional person that I had been on the phone with with any kind of, of um, public servant type thing in my life. This lady had the correct answers for everything I asked her. She knew what I was talking about. She was very spot on and kind of changed my ways about several things that I was asking about, such as uh, why would we want to eliminate the hunting and fishing and trapping permits? I mean, the conservation department needs this money so they can continue to help us get what we need. Uh, they want to modify the terms of the Conservation Commission. Now, in Missouri, we have, uh, I believe it's four commissioners that make the majority of the decisions of what the Conservation Department can and can't do. Um, and I proposed to them what I think would be a better situation, and they told me what they thought would be a better situation. But, but I would like to see them divide the state up into eight sections and have one representative from each section instead of having four all in one area or on one side of the state or in the southern part, whatever. But whether that gets done or not, we'll see. Uh, I do think that they need to leave the fees in. I never minded buying hunting and fishing permits. I buy hunting and fishing permits whether I hunt or fish or not. I buy duck and goose stamps whether I duck and goose stamp hunt or not. It's for a good cause. It goes to the betterment of our sports. Uh, I see no reason to take that away. The MDC does a lot of things, not only for cat fishermen, they do things for bass guys, they do things for crappie guys, they do things for deer hunters. Most important of all, they have some of the most wonderful programs for our kids that there is. They have the greatest places that you can take these kids and let them bow shoot and shoot trap and shoot rifles and they give them lessons and, and have uh, courses for hunter safety and, and anything that you can imagine. Why would we want to take this away from them kids? This is some of the greatest programs on the in the world. Why? There's no reason to take funding away from them guys. Well, after I talked to this lady and her and I discussed that, uh, Brian was in a, a meeting, and I, you know, you know, you talk to senators and you don't think you'll hear from them. Within 15 minutes, I got a phone call, and it was Senator Brian Muslinger. I was extremely impressed with that. And we visited on the phone for probably 30 minutes. Very intelligent man. Um, I enjoyed our, our visit very much. I, I do agree with some of the things that he's trying to get put forward. Uh, the things I didn't agree with, I told him about, and we visited about that. He's very receptive and open to discussing things with people. He, he would like to see some of the things that the MDC does brought out more in the open for not only legislators but uh, the, the general population to see. And some of that I might go along with. Uh, I, I, my feelings is if something's not broke, it's hard for me to want to fix it. Missouri Department of Conservation is by far one of the number one conservation departments there is. A lot of other states look up to them on and have questions and do things the way uh, that it should be done. They don't make any sudden decisions. They take years and do studies, but when they make a decision, it's the correct one. So uh, I will leave it at that. I was so impressed with him calling me, and, and I invited him to go on a fishing trip with me. I hope that he has the time sometime this summer to go. I so enjoyed visiting with him. He's one of the outstanding guys in government today as far as I'm concerned.
Now, this brings us to Representative Wanda Brown. I've run into Miss Brown at the conservation meetings in Jeff City and a couple of places. She has proposed three bills, and I'm going to tell you what they are, and you guys make your decision. One of the bills would be to test all road kills for chronic wasting disease. Now, this is taken right out of the newspaper, fellas. All road kills. So we're talking about mice. We're talking about rabbits, squirrels, uh, human beings that get hit by car. Anything that you see smashed on the side of the road, she wants to have it tested for chronic wasting disease. Number one, there isn't an agency in the United States that can afford that. That's the most stupid thing I've ever heard. Number two, there's no reason for it because all areas don't have chronic wasting disease. So just to do a sample of a deer, which is the only animal that gets them, every once in a while would be plenty. The next thing she talks about is she wants the MDC commissioners to register as lobbyists with the state. Now, these are the people that makes the decisions on what laws and rules we have changed. Why in the world would you want them to register as a lobbyist and go to the state and have to fight that bureaucratic crap? That, again, ludicrous. Just absolutely mind-blowing that she could come up with something like that. The last thing that she does, and, and you're going to love this one, folks, she would require that the MDC, the Missouri Department of Conservation, would reimburse automobile owners for damages inflicted by collisions with deer. Now think about that for just a minute, how anybody could come up with something like that. So every time that somebody hits a deer with their car, the Missouri Department of Conservation is supposed to pay for that car? I, I just can't believe this. Now, folks, the scary part is what she says and what she's proposing. But what scares me more than that is the people that's actually voting this lady in office. This is just nuts. Lyle, I, I got the explanation. I know exactly why she wants that voted in. <laughs> okay. It's, it's because your road crew department puts those road crossing deer signs on highways <laughs> and other public areas. Instead of back roads where they could safely cross the road. <laughs> uh, you know, before we started this, I got a message from Doc, and he told me not to be breathing fire out my nose and different things. And I'm, I'm really trying to, to hold it in. But some of this stuff is so out, way out there that it's really hard. But I'll continue with this, and then it won't take but just a few more minutes. Every year we see the same politicians filing the same bills. This is colossal waste of time and energy for the legislature. If any of the bills passed, it would take a dramatic effort on the nation's best organization to have serious economical impact on state and local revenues. The Missouri Department of Conservation was formed by the citizens' vote in 1936 to take what was a failure in state agencies to manage fish and wildlife and force resources, the Organization and Professional Conservation Commission. Before 1937, management was a mess. They had lost deer herds, wild turkeys was almost extinct. The forest and fisheries resources was in trouble. After that, the initial bill did three things that was important to conservation effort. It established a constitutional funding base that politicians could not appropriate, could not appropriate something that was supposed to happen to Social Security, if you guys remember. 
It establishes a bipartisan citizen committee to oversee newly established conservation agency and is placing the funding at the state's constitution. We are reaping the benefits from this now. Foresighted organizers, several from Columbia, this was a change since it was provided additional funding, was established a one-eighth of a cent sales tax in 1976 that was voted in by the Missouri voters. They shouldn't be able to take that away. It was voted in by the people that pay it. Why is this important to, to our state economy? Because the MDC's budget, now listen to this, the Missouri Department of Conservation's budget represents 0.7% of the state's budget. 0.7%, very, very low amount. In addition to the conservation tax, the MBC receives 15% of its working dollars from federal tax reimbursements, which have been matched by the MDC funds. These are reimbursements from federal excise taxes we all pay when purchasing hunting and fishing license. And like I said, I don't mind buying them. I don't know anybody that really does mind buying them. They go to one of the most worthwhile things that you could ever spend your dollars on. Um, I hope you guys understand where I'm coming from. I know we need to get this stuff done in Maryland, but you people in Missouri, write your representatives and tell them to stop this stuff. We've got to get a handle on what these people write up as bills. The last thing we need is for the conservation department to send a check to somebody every time they hit a deer with their car. Thank you. And I'm gonna I'm gonna add on to that. You know, like Vince, you know, had a good point to it. You know, he said he said I he knows how he's gonna get his trucks fixed for free. He's just gonna have to go to Missouri and find a deer. Well, hey, you know, that's nuts. <laughs> every everybody in Illinois and all the other you know border states. Guess what? They hit a deer and they're close to to Missouri. They're gonna throw yeah. that thing on the back of the car and drive across the state line, throw it off the side of the road, and call the cops where they hit a deer in Missouri. I've invited Mrs. Brown to be on the show. I've invited her to listen into the show. I've invited her into chat. Um, she is the same lady that when we was at Jeff City talking about catfish regulations on Truman and Lake Ozarks that was trying to tell everybody how important it was to take care of the white catfish there. There's never been white catfish there. If you don't know what you're talking about, please keep your mouth shut. Unfortunately, we have a plethora of politicians who don't have any idea what they're talking about That's and true. refuse to keep their mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. But anyhow, I wanted to bring this out. And if I get something on, on another state, if you guys in Illinois, Indiana, Mississippi, I don't care where you're from, if you got something like that, like this that we're talking about, if you'll get it to me, we'll talk about it, I promise you. Okay. Before we go on any further, um, tonight's random giveaway is for somebody live in our chat. And we had up to like 35, 36 people. And I've got everybody's name written down. I've posted it on random.org. I'm going to share my screen right now. And you should see what I see right now. I got everybody's name on here. Um, well, your name ain't on there. My name ain't on there. Where's my name? <laughs> I'm in Well, you guys should be wearing your whisker wear apparel like me. <laughs> see that? Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. I just so, didn't do 
So right now we have uh, everybody in chat that that I've got on here. Uh, the super fans, I believe I've got you in here as well. Um, I'm gonna hit randomize. Let's see, everybody in chat, give me a number between one and five. The second one I see is what I'm gonna do. Second one I see is the number I'm gonna to randomize it. Jason Malone, I did not add you because you got your you got a prize already this week. <laughs> prize dog. Prize one in five people. One in five. One in five people. Your screen is green. Mine's not. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. The second number I see between one and five. Oh, you're you're in something else. I'm doing a screen share. They should see my uh, random.org screen. Bing. Three, 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 three. So it's three. Three was the second. Three was the second number. We're doing it three times. I'm gonna click randomize three times. Whoever is in the top spot after the third time is gonna be the winner of either two T-shirts from Whiskerware Apparel or one hoodie. They can decide. All right, here we go. Number one. John Harden Superfan is who was at number one. He doesn't win, though. Sorry, John. <laughs> Shannon Strokerch at number two, and here we are for our number three, Chris Dunaway. Chris Dunaway has won. So congratulations, Chris Dunaway. Get with, uh, get with myself or uh, Rob Claudfelder if you're friends with him, and he'll get you set up, or we can get you in contact with him, and we'll get you set up. So, uh, again, congratulations, Chris Dunaway. But, uh, thank, you know, again, we want to thank everybody that's that's coming into chat and, and watching the shows. And, and I, I want to apologize. I, I'm, I know I'm running behind, and I say that quite a bit. And I, I've been pretty slow at getting the, the podcast up and going. And believe it or not, that podcast is, is really blowing up. I mean... We're getting a lot of listens from the podcast, so we uh, are. I do apologize that it's taken me so long to get them uh, up to date. I'm I'm really trying to keep on top of it. Sometimes life happens, though. Uh, you just got to bear with me. I'll do the best I can. You know, Chris, when I get people sending me messages telling me that they listen to them podcast on their way to work and home from work while they're at work, um. I never knew that it was so important until the last 30 days or so and people telling me these things. and uh, They want to hear it. They want to see it. Catfishing is so popular right now that people can't get their fill of it. And, and I hope in some little way that, that the three of us are making a difference for these people that can't get out and go, especially in the wintertime. And, uh, you know, it, it makes us feel like that we're doing something uh, the way they want to see it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I want to let everybody know that, uh, um, you know, again, that we're, we're really appreciating everything that you're doing by just being out here and joining us in the chat and talking with us and everything. Um, I want to touch on something a little bit and, and it's, you, you hear me say quite a bit, you know, and it, it's about the, I guess, another part of the, the, the mental aspect of, uh, social media, catfishing, uh, everything in general. Um, let me just say it the way I think about it. You know, there, there's 
there's bull crap in everything. Everything in life has a, a certain amount of bull crap. And how you deal with it, how you handle it, uh, what you do to prevent it from being in, in your in your life is is all pretty important, especially for a passion. I think it's real easy for a passion like catfishing to be taken away from you and, and because of the way you let the stuff that happens, the bullcrap in, in the sport, affect you. Now, one of the things that can happen is you have people on Facebook who... You, you're going to constantly see drama. You're going to constantly see bullcrap. You're going to constantly see negativity. You have to get rid of those people if you can't handle what you're seeing from them. If it bothers you to see it, you have to delete that person. It, you might think it's rude or you really kind of like them or kind of don't or whatever. If it is bothering you what they're saying, it will affect you to the point where you don't want to catfish or you don't want to even be part of uh, the social media part of it or or whatever and that's all to me it's almost yourself having to you know create the world that you want to live in you know and you have that power you have the ability to to think uh, like myself there's there's plenty of people on my friends list that I don't agree with what they say and that and that's another thing that I want to go into just a little bit um, you don't have to, if you don't agree with somebody, you don't have to unfriend them. You don't have to hate that person. You don't have to belittle that person. Grown adults are allowed to disagree on subjects like mature grown adults and move on. Understand that you don't agree and, and you can always talk to each other about it or whatever and not have to... Uh, be mean or belittle another person or anything like that, but that's all. That all happens every day. There, there's people that I know that I, I hear. I get messages. Oh, this happened. This happened. This happened from this person, and I, I pretty much tell them the same thing. You know, if 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 it's bothering you, you need to delete that. You need to delete that person from your friends list. You need to block that from your 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 life. You need to be able to keep going and, and being positive with what you're doing and not allow people to take your enjoyment away from you. Um, because like I said, that that kind of stuff, it happens all the time. It really does. And, and, and like I said, it's it's up to you, yourself, uh, you know, to, to control it. it it's, they're not going to stop doing it. You know that. So if it bothers you and you allow them to keep doing it, you're allowing them to take your passion away from you, and it's your fault. You have to figure out what is going to keep you passionate about the sport of catfishing, or, and, and you can use this in every aspect of life. I mean, it, it's... That's, that's some the good words to live by. Yeah, so I, I just, you know, I, I don't want anybody to get to the point where they, they just give up on catfishing because of the crap that goes on. Because crap goes on everywhere, all the time. It's just dealing with it and figuring out your way to do that. So, you know, please, please figure that way out. You know, do what you have to do. Don't ever lose the passion for the sport and, and be positive with it. That's all I have about it. But, yeah, I mean, that's it's something that happens a lot right now. Well, it really does. It really does. You know, um, 
and you guys help me out here because I won't be able to remember them all, but Justin and Tabitha have been on Good Fish again. Just, dude, you got to take me out and show me how you do that. That is amazing. What's that? Justin and Tabitha, they're catching the crap out of their big old blues again. Justin Connors and Tabitha Linfield. Yeah. They, just, they laid them out. I mean, just laid them out. Jason, you know, there's a lot of other people that caught some good fish this week. Jason said that's why he deleted me. <laughs> I don't think so, buddy. Um, yes, and there are some some uh, self-described hot babes that are actually truckers named Billy. There is that out there, too, so be careful. <laughs> You know, while we're on that, I've seen some pictures that Charles Manning had put some people on, and he has been on some big fish, too. You guys get a chance. You need to take take a, a, a look at, at Charles and his guide service. I mean, he has put some people on some giants here in the last month. Uh, just, just, boys, I'm telling you, you, you talking that Braves and Cubs stuff, you ain't never going to get it. I'm, it just ain't going to happen, fellas. I'm a Cardinals guy. But, you know, Brian Sanders and some of them guys, they've been putting some good fish in a boat. There's a lot of quality fish being caught. If you guys are, are to worry that the water is not froze up and you can get out, there are great fish being caught all over the United States right now. Yep. So uh, I, I do want everybody, I think everybody should send, Greg Aaron pay, paid for that advertisement. Um you know, stepping up, doing something like that. Outstanding. I, I do. I think that's outstanding. You know, when he told me he was doing it, and I said, I'm a, I'll am help you. I wanted to get a advertisement that really grabbed people, and and, and I, I hope that, that that there does it, you know. I hope it uh, does. Greg, Greg and Joe and them guys out there, like I said, they do a really good job. And I want to give a shout-out to Greg. Uh, I had made a, a statement online here a while back that I was interested in at least one more uh, GoPro camera. Um, and I got a couple of messages and, and he had told me that, that he had this GoPro that he had used once, maybe twice, and some of the stuff. He sent me a picture of all the stuff that went with it. And, and uh, uh, you know, of course, I wanted it. You know, I want, I want, I want. I'm like a little kid. But um, this, this camera come in the box to me today. And just like you told me, most of the stuff that was in this package wasn't even opened up. Um, it's beautiful. It's, it's exactly what I wanted, exactly what I expected. And thank you for your honesty and sending me what you promised me. It is so nice. To, and I can't wait to get in a boat and get some video. It's going to give us an extra angle that we didn't have. And, and I'm thinking one more will seal the deal. So Thanks again for what you've done for me. And and a couple of people pointed out, and I'm glad you guys did because I did I I wanted to say something about it and just had forgot so far. Uh, uh, congratulations, Aaron Wheatley, on your personal best. That's 78 pounds, I believe it was, on the on the Ohio River, people. That's a uh, that's an outstanding fish on the Ohio River. Outstanding fish. So congratulations. Anywhere, anywhere really, anywhere, and if you ask me, anywhere in the country. So. But but for the Ohio, it's exceptionally exceptionally it large fish. So it's a great uh, catch. That is that is awesome, Aaron. Hopefully you stay out there and 
uh, keep on them and and keep sharing the pictures and monsters on the Ohio next year. You got, you got a beast like that somebody brings in and everybody gets to see it and hopefully it'll be beautiful out there. Uh, you know you're 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 already um, over fifty something boats I believe paid, which is I think the soonest you've ever been for the prior year. Uh, I definitely think it's it's going to be maxing out probably this year. Well, you know, there's another thing that, that we haven't mentioned tonight, and I know Chuck was talking about it uh, last week, uh, and I, I, I had a couple of messages back and forth the last couple of days with him. Jody Bevins. Uh, Jody appears to me to be doing extremely well. Uh, he's excited. He, he's ready to go fishing. Of course, he can't yet. He's got some time to put in. But Jody, from from what I've got gathered of the last few conversations that I've had with him, is doing really good, and we're all glad that he's doing good and continue with your with your progress. But just don't overdo it, Jody. It's hard to make that second comeback. I'm sorry, John Nordak. I was talking to John Harden. I was telling him to hit live to to get back to the live live feed. Um, but yeah, I think. Uh, I think we've about got it for the night. Um, again, thanks for everybody showing up. The uh, There's also a couple new advertisements if you guys haven't seen the Catfish Tech. Um, that'll take you to the uh, Facebook page where if you're looking for a uh, fish finder or electronics, a trolling motor, anything along that lines, uh, um, you go to that Facebook page there. Vince will get you taken care of. Uh, probably the best prices you'll find around. And... Um, thanks for him for putting the advertisement up there. There's also the Potomac River Monster Cat uh, Trail. Uh, so you can click that and go to their site and see their trail and their, their schedule and all that stuff. Um, so thanks to all them guys and the continued uh, support of uh, Black Horse Custom Rods and Catfish Magazine. Um, Hoosier Whiskers is up there. Fish that trail this year. You'll, you'll see me at them all. Um, so yeah, thanks to all of them, and if you haven't done so already, click that help advertisement, help the Bay Cat Fish Advocate fill that out. Um, yeah, just do that for us and and for them, and let's stand together and help get that uh get that changed. So, if uh, you got anything there for us, uh, Chuck, to close out the night. Well, I just want to talk about some of this stuff going on in social media. Um, you know, people get put on groups that uh, I guess you, you don't know you're being added to. Um, you know, if you start seeing stuff you don't like, you know, some people posting, uh, you know, dead fish, um, you know, large dead fish, stuff like that. Um, I, I know, you know, if, if you're like me, you're going to comment on it. Um, you know, I don't like seeing that stuff going down my news feed. I will, I will totally leave a group in a minute. Um, if you don't know how to leave a group, I found out today because there was a couple groups I was trying to leave, and um, you just go up to the cover photo and click on the cover photo. On there's a, a arrow on the bottom right, and it it will uh, it will tell you you can uh, leave the group and unfollow the group. Um, you can click both. You can leave the group. Uh, your name won't be on the group anymore, but you'll still be getting the uh, the stuff on the news feed. So you, you want to unfollow the group and you want to leave the group both if you leave these groups. Um, 
you know, a, a lot of these groups you get in, you know, they'll they'll say that they're for this and that they're going to do this for you. Um, you think you're going to be getting all these education. Uh, you, you see a lot of good people signing up on them. Um, you know, they start letting everybody in. Um, you know, that all they're worried about is getting um, a member numbers, um, you know, and, and trying to get a lot of likes. Um, you know, they start making T-shirts, wanting to start tell, selling T-shirts to everybody. Um, you know, they, they really aren't watching who's coming in the door. Um, you know, they're saying the guys that post these dead fish, they don't know any better. Uh, but when you say something and try to give a, a educational explanation why that they don't need to be posting the dead fish, they want to try to argue with you and, and, and tell you that, you know, that they're going to eat big dead fish at, you know, uh, they're going to harvest and eat big fish. It don't matter what you say. And, um, you know, and if these administrators want to keep these guys around and, um, you know, and they don't want to be educated and know the value of why we're trying to protect these fish, um, I'm not going to hang around these groups and watch it. So, um, you know, I, I just thought I'd let y'all know if y'all, um, if y'all have any trouble leaving any of these groups, you don't like like what you see, and just uh, message me, and I'll see what I can do about helping you get out of them. That's very right. nice. That's about all I very got. Nice. All right, Lyle. Well, I just wanted to remind everybody that um, uh, the 21st of February will be the very first Twisted Cat Outdoor Tournament. It'll be at Columbia Bottoms in St. Louis. If, if you want to fish a good tournament, the fish are biting. They have been laying out big numbers of fish down there. You might not hear much about it because the tournament's coming up and everybody's not going to be talking about it, but they are catching fish in that area. I'm so aggravated that my key is still not fixed in my boat and I can't get down there. It's going to be a really, really good tournament. We've got people from a lot of places coming in to fish this. $100 entry. Uh, you be there early, get signed up, you leave out in the order of entry. Uh, launch will be at 7, so get there as quick as you can. Weigh in at 3. Come see us, we'd love to have you. As far as, you know, the stuff on our, our website, I, I just love what, what uh, Greg has done. That is an outstanding thing that he's doing to help these the catfish advocates out there, and if you guys get a chance, please jump on there. It only takes a minute to do this paperwork. It is something that you can do while you're eating a snack or getting a drink or taking a break. Just go ahead and sign up on that. Let them people know that you want to keep those fish out there. Uh, from my perspective, there's no other reason why I will be there. I would never go out there other than to visit friends or fish the Potomac River. I'm just saying, you know, uh, they lose that. They're probably going to lose me forever. Um, really, really a, a good place to fish, and they're starting to get recognition for big fish. Don't take it away from them, folks. Um, please keep in mind all the, re the regulations and stuff I visited with you guys about you Missouri people. You really need to contact your state representatives and tell them to knock this crap off, and uh, it's just crazy. I just can't believe that they would want you to pay for somebody's car every time a deer gets hit. You know, it is what it is. These are the people that you guys are electing in there. Please consider these folks when you're re-electing your state officials. That's it for me, Chris. All right. Again, thanks, everybody, for, for tuning in tonight. Uh, hopefully it was a good episode for you and had a good time. Uh, 
thanks again for all the the advertisers that have stepped up and and bought spots with us and and helping us out and helping themselves out there. Um, you know, we do have more spots uh, available there. Uh, if you're interested, you can see you see the prices there. Um, also, the uh, the congrats again to Chris Dunaway. I don't know if he ever got with uh, Rob or not. If he if he ended up uh, not realizing that he won or anything, then we'll, we'll probably just pick somebody else or something next week. And and like I said before, um, it's it's surprise. It's surprise week, so uh, basically do everything you can. You know, s subscribe to us on YouTube. Maybe subscribe to the podcast over at Podbean or iTunes. Um, you know, comment on on a video or something on YouTube. I mean, you d I don't know how we're gonna pick our winners, but it, it could be completely random. So uh, we're definitely wanting people to uh, be completely a part of Catfish Weekly all around. You know, every everything that we have going on. Uh, we're going to continue to grow, hopefully, and, and add new things. Maybe uh, a smartphone app or something like that down the future, down down the pipeline. And uh, oh. I can't <laughs> use the phone I got. You start adding stuff like that, on, I'll really be in trouble. <laughs> but the uh, the uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Click those links that are on our on our site. You know, help. You know, just them being there doesn't do anything if you guys aren't clicking them and and, and doing what they're there to do, and which is bring in uh, other people to to see what that's all about. You know, clicking on the Sea Art thing, signing up for Monsters on the Ohio. Um, you know, they have back end stats and stuff that will tell them how many visits they're getting from us. So if the value isn't there, then you know we're not going to be doing uh, very well with our with our advertisers and we want to make sure we're doing them good so um, I believe uh, I don't think there's any tournaments that I know of going on this week the next one I know of is uh, Bass Pro at Paducah the following Saturday I believe uh, so I might talk about that a little bit um, and I will touch on just a little bit I am glad to hear that Jody Beaven is doing well and had had a good uh, successful surgery and come came out feeling okay and is on the recovery right now um, so congrats to him doing well thank and and I'm sure he'd thank everybody that that sent him uh, messages and and prayers and all that so uh, thanks to everybody that does that stuff um, if I do go out fishing uh, and I see you, all I know is you better not be in my spot. Just stay out of it. 